1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons from chromatic chaos to chronological crossovers. Today we're talking about chimeras and manticores. Prepare yourselves. Hey, Brian. You know, it's been a while since we've had a twofer. Yeah, it has. It has been a while, and uh, it's crazy to think that we've done this show for three years, and we still haven't talked about Chimeras and Manticores, which are some real classic d d monsters. Quintessential mid-level combat stuff. I would say so. Definitely.
0: What, like level five, six, you're fighting this type of stuff?
1: Um, Yeah, I would say Chim- Manticore is maybe from level three if you have a big party, but uh, Chimera is definitely level five and up for sure. For sure. So let's start with the Chimera. Um, in D&D, Chimeras are large magical beasts or in the case of 5e, monstrosities. Uh, they are essentially a combination of several different creatures, namely a lion, a goat, and a dragon, and sometimes a snake, depending on your addition. Uh, they are chaotic evil, and they are based off of the mythological creature of Greek mythology of the same name. So, the earliest description of the Chimera in Greek mythology is from Homer's The Iliad. Um, here it is described as a thing of a mortal make, lion-fronted and snake behind, goat in the middle, and snorting out a breath of... The terrible flame of bright fire. This thing looks like it was patched together in some unholy mess, but it's unkillable. (laughs) That I promise you. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, It was said to be a singular creature and the offspring of Typhon and Echidna, both mighty and terrible monsters in their own right. And it was said to be the sibling of both Cerberus and the Hydra. Oh, man. So it's dep- its depiction of varies, uh in art throughout the ages, but it's usually represented as a lion with a goat head protruding from its back and a live serpent for its tail. Mm. So, yeah. In D&D, the chimera looks quite a bit different. It has the hindquarters of a goat and the forequarters of a lion and a set of dragon's wings and tail um chimeras have three heads one of a lion one of a goat and one of a dragon and they are all set at the front of the beast similar to like a cerberus
0: one of the earlier boss fights in gauntlet legends is a chimera
1: yes it's the yeah it's the fight for the mountain region Mm -hmm. yes i fucking love that game (laughs) um and it's a bitch of a fight.
0: Yeah, it's pretty hard. No, no, no,
1: I was wrong. No, the red dragon's the mountain region. Chimera is the castle region. Oh, yeah, yeah. The
0: the red dragon that you fight in that game has so much fucking gold it, it gives yeah, out. It does. I never knew.
1: <laughs> Where was I? Um, the dragon head can be that of any of the chromatic dragons, and its breath weapon will match whatever type of head it has. OK, so uh, there's a pretty cool artwork, I think, in the third edition um, Monster Manual where I had a white dragon head. I was like, oh, that Ooh. looks cool.
0: What about like a, this, the other animals? Is it like a certain kind of snake, like a viper or something like um, that?
1: The snake one's not too common. Uh, like the canonical D&D Chimera has dragon head, goat head and lion head. OK. And no snake thing involved. Yeah. And there's
0: but- not a lot of variation between uh, lions lions. No, not really. Yeah, I suppose okay. you could
1: have like you could another big cat, so like a jaguar, <laughs> a ram.
0: Let's just start homebrewing up our favorite. Let's each do one.
1: Uh, I I want an Ebex.
0: Okay, and I like that.
1: that's a good choice. A, a rattler. <laughs> um, no, no, no. There is no snake. Remember, dragon, cat. Oh, fine, I'll do um, one. With I'm the not dragon. sure what kind of animal goat is.
0: Okay, uh, what is it? The brass dragon that's obnoxious, or is it the copper? I'm, I always mix them up. Both. Okay, which the one's right the more answer. obnoxious one? Um, the brass, right? Mm, yeah, brass. Okay, sure. it's it's gonna be a brass dragon. Yeah. a rattler. Mm-hmm. And then Ebex. or not a rattler? Damn yeah, it, you keep not the rattler. snake. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're um, really attached
1: to the snake idea. Which cat? Yeah, which which big cat. cat. What's oh, your favorite uh, big cat? Mountain lion. Okay, uh, if we're going with just <laughs> favorites, uh, blue dragon head, cheetah, and I don't have a favorite type of goat. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Which is not a <laughs> sentence I ever thought I'd say. And go, <laughs> just a goat. And go. If I can go with other hoofed creatures, I guess I would go with a moose. <laughs> It'll. Uh, my, I, I like mine
0: because I have a rattler, a rattlesnake. That's like shake it like okay. and then uh, right. okay. the goat's like and,
2: okay, let's... And,
1: and the dragon's like I have a funny joke to tell you that is holy <laughs> way more terrifying than the regular chimera which is 5 feet tall 10 feet long and 4,000 pounds by the way just need oh, hey. to get that out and now let's move on the origins of the chimera vary depending on addition uh, but previous to 5e the origin was purposely left uh, mysterious okay uh, the most common possible origin for the chimera was said to be a human experimentation Magical ritual that mixed uh, with interbreeding dragons, lions, and goats.
0: That's like a full Full Metal Alchemist kind of right? yeah. Sure, it's yeah. called the the amalgamation of creatures they made chimera. Yeah,
1: exactly. Now, 5e pre- presents us with a more definitive version, which I think is pretty cool. It is said that at some point uh Demogorgon, the Prince of Demons oh, was Shout out to Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. Uh Prince of Demons was summoned to the prime material plane at some point. Uh during his brief conquest across the land, Demogorgon was unimpressed with the creatures that uh, surrounded shout him.
0: Shout out to Demogorgon.
1: Indeed. But he was unimpressed with the creatures that surrounded him. uh, And with his demonic power, he transformed them into horrific multi-headed monstrosities. This act gave rise to the first chimera. Though most of the other creatures ended up dying out, chimeras lived on and serve as a grim reminder of what happens when a demonic prince makes their way to the material plane. <laughs> I start
0: fucking shit up Indeed. really bad.
1: I start very, fusing very things together. Indeed. We will all have two heads. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> so regardless of their origin, chimera at this point are a self-sustaining species found in the wild, albeit extremely rarely. Um, their draconic blood influences them to seek out caves as lairs. Most chimeras are solitary by nature, uh, but some do choose to live in prides if that lion nature really kind of overrides the The cat is the biggest head on the body? Yeah, if the lion's the biggest head, then yeah, they might live in pride. The dragon head's all small and shriveled up. I know, it's just kind of hanging out there
0: on the side. It's like spitting, it's a green dragon like spitting the fume breath or whatever. Right, yeah,
1: Yeah, seriously. So, although chimeras are quite stupid creatures, (laughs) with with an intelligence of three, so that's just three points. pretty damn stupid. three points above a rock, so they have a lot of draconic tendencies regardless of their intelligence. So, Hmm. uh, it makes their behavior a bit curious. Um, they'll stake out large territories, like 10-mile uh, radius-type territories, and they prey in wild game and protect their territory fiercely. Um, chimeras view other powerful creatures within their territory as rivals to be humiliated and defeated. Ah. So they have a tendency to raid and plunder communities in order to accumulate uh, hordes. Like I imagine, because they're so stupid, that they collect just like
0: dumb bullshit to put in their right. horde. Like, yeah, anything shiny. Like it's not a good horde. It's just no, a horde. It's
1: a really shitty horde. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but they're proud of it because that's in their nature. Um, it said that a chimera's pride is so draconic-like that offering uh, one gifts or treasures can prevent them from attacking you and cause a chimera to allow would-be prey to pass freely. So they got that bit of draconic pride and greed going on, despite being dumb as a rock. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, you can be dumb and prideful. It's true. It's bad Chima- a combo. It is. Chimeras are omnivores that hunt and devour whatever they please. Uh, their, their chaotic, evil nature drives them to enjoy hunting men and elves most, though. Um, it is said that they have a voracious appetite and are more than capable of overhunting their territory. Mm. In the event of food scarcity, the goat head of the chimera is capable of sustaining the whole body by grazing on various shrubbery and grass. They just don't enjoy it. I see. I mean, I'm sure the goat head enjoys it, but I don't think anybody else in the situation enjoys it. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. As uh, an apex predator, most creatures cannot stand up to the might of a chimera. But common uh, rival monsters include dragons, griffins, manticores, uh, peritons, and wyverns. Nice.
0: We've covered a lot of those.
1: Yeah. As a matter of fact, we've covered all but manticores and peritons, and we're covering manticores today. So. Yeah. So. There are. You know. Yeah. There are a couple <laughs> chimera variants from previous editions, which were kind of interesting. There is a creature called the gorgamira, which mm. is uh, it swaps the goat head for uh, uh it swaps the goat parts, excuse me, for gorgon parts. Oh shit! And uh, so that's interesting. And then there's a creature called the Thessalmira, which swaps the goat head and goat parts for Hydra parts. So rather than having three heads, it has like six heads and like three of them are Hydra heads. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's interesting. So uh, we will go over the 5e stat block before a list of abilities. Chimeras can fly, albeit very clumsily. They will often use their flight strictly for fleeing or surveying their territory and almost never flight midair because they're so fucking bad at it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They also have Draconic Breath based off the Dragon Head type, which we kind of said before. If a Chimera loses a head in battle, it will actually still survive and the head will eventually grow back and they'll go in hiding until the head grows back. That's intense. So speaking of their heads, the Goat Head is said to be useless in battle, at least in previous editions, although in 5e it has stats. Um... And it said that the goat head was capable of sleeping through entire combats. And like, <laughs> I really like I the picture. Hate too much trash. I like the picture, like all three heads are really independent of each other, and the goat is just really stressed out about everything all the time. It's a regular goat. Yeah, it's, it's all just huge a goat and trapped goat in this body. Trapped in this body. <laughs>
0: Sandwiched between two <laughs> monsters. And <Nah>. when, the, <laughs>
1: the, when the fights break out, it just passes out. It can't <laughs> handle it. It's too much. It just bleats.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> bleats but, out of existence. But the
1: 5e Chimera, that's not true for it, because the the, um, goat head can attack. So let's go over the stats. The goat is narcoleptic. Unless you have uh, any questions about Chimeras.
0: Uh... I'm questioning everything about it right now, but yeah, go so, for it. So,
1: Chimera, we're looking at large monstrosity, chaotic evil, armor class of 14, challenge rating is 6, so this is a pretty beefy boy. Oh, yeah. Um, You don't want to be fighting this below level 4. You probably don't even want to fight this at level 5 necessarily.
0: Unless you have nice little tricks to do.
1: Indeed. They have 114 uh, HP, strength 19, dexterity 11, constitution 19, intelligence of 3, like I said before, wisdom of 14, and charisma of 10. Um, they can understand Draconic, but they can't actually speak it. Sure. Which is actually really impressive that they can understand it with an intelligence of three. (laughs) Um, essentially they just get two things. They get their multi-attack and they get their, uh, fire breath or whatever breath it is you want. So their multi-attack is three attacks. It's a bite, a horn, and a claw attack. Nice. Um, and they're all pretty comparable. The bite does 2d6 plus 4, horns do 1d12 plus 4, and the claws do 2d6 plus 4. Plus four. And then the fire breath is a recharge on five or six, just like a dragon. And it's pretty... It's, it's kind of a doozy, like Dragon yeah, Breath is. Yeah, that could take
0: down your so, your squishy characters. Oh, yeah.
1: DC 15 dexterity saving throw for 78 fire damage. And a lower levels, it's devastating. Yikes. So fun fact about the Chimera stat block is I use the Chimera stat block and... Uh, reflavored it to be the Primina stat block in Super Quest Saga When you first fought her Yeah she was Chimera-esque She was. She uh, She had. She did a claw bite and a horn attack She has all three of those when she transforms Spoilers for Super Quest Saga And then I just used the fire breath attack I think I, I tweaked some of the, the ability scores And stuff like that but it didn't really matter Yeah you guys should check out Super Quest We'll talk about it more later Indeed and with that we'll take a short rest I guess we'll talk about it pretty soon then
0: Okay <laughs>
2: That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind.
0: This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
2: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to my humble abode. That's right, you guessed it. It's that part of the episode where we're not talking about that last thing. We're talking about this new thing and it's our love for you. I love you. I love you. Uh, The listener.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess I love you, too. I love you, too, man. (laughs)
0: Okay, let's talk about... uh, Let's plug something.
1: Um, Let's talk about Super Quest Saga, because we were kind of just talking about it. So Super Quest Saga is a live 5e uh, playthrough where we play on YouTube, and it is a sci-fi... A uh, space opera type game. Yeah, and it's also I'm, a podcast. It's also a podcast, and you can uh, listen to it on an 80-podcast app that you can imagine. Or SoundCloud.com slash
0: Saga. But if you are on iTunes, please leave it an iTunes review. Indeed, and
1: Indeed. And if you like this show, I guarantee you will like that show. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many people have told us, like, I don't even like uh, D&D Live Plays, but I love this one. And I I love hearing that. I love seeing that. love reading that. Yes. Yeah,
0: so and we... Tailor the show to be very palatable for a you know your average podcast listener. It we're not doing the whole four hour session thing, these episodes are like an hour and yeah. change. Maybe mm-hmm. I think our longest episode is like an hour and 40 minutes.
1: I think that was our longest, yeah,
0: yeah. And and that that's the high end, honestly. <laughs> and it, um, it is.
1: I think we average about an hour 20, hour 30,
0: yeah. And and a lot of people are really happy with that aspect of the show as well right we get a lot done we're ending on cliffhangers a lot wills really great with that so uh definitely worth checking it out um it's my favorite game i've ever played in so far as a player yeah for sure it's been it's been a lot of fun um i get to do a lot of cool like sound work so there's like music on the show and some sound effects and the carter huttenberg intros and stuff those are fun yeah they've been a lot of fun um Mm -hmm. but yeah uh definitely go check it out links Uh, in the description yeah the, a unique 5e experience and uh, if you like us on the show you'll definitely like Jake and Josh they, your special guest Jake who was here last episode is a player on that show as well as Josh Freeland a very good friend of ours mm-hmm. and a good friend of the show mm-hmm. and Sebastian Crenshaw who's mm-hmm. a, a half orc paladin indeed and with that being said I think we can get back to the show yeah let's do it well
1: we've, we've returned but, but what, is, what is all this all around us well, Brian, I believe it's the show. What? <laughs> let's get back oh, to it. Oh, shoot, you're right. <laughs> okay. It's the show. So let's talk about manticores. Okay. Uh, in D&D, manticores are large magical beasts, or in the case of 5e, monstrosities. They are essentially a combination of lion, man, and bat. And, I, and, and maybe porcupine? It's kind of hard to say. Or scorpion? Again, it's hard to say. Uh, They're considered to be lawful evil creatures, and they are based directly on the creature from ancient Persian mythology of the same name. So, as I just said, manticore, uh, the manticore is a legendary creature of ancient Persia. It is uh, similar to the Sphinx in that it is said to have the body of a lion and the head of a man. It is, uh, its name means man-eater. Uh, the oh, earliest, wow. Yeah, the earliest depictions of the manticore describe the tail of the beast as being ended with long spines like that of a porcupine. Ooh. But later depictions in medieval art and literature describe it as having the tail of a scorpion.
0: Okay, both are crazy bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, it uh, was essentially a cryptozoological terror said to roam the land and devour men.
0: Yeah, because some, du- some dudes or whoever were in their tent at night, like, yeah. in the middle of the desert on, like, their
1: version of peyote. Like,
0: what, are, <laughs> what would be scary to eat some fools? Right. Well, I think they it's draw more this along, bad
1: boy up. So I think it's more along the lines of that. In India, there is, and all historically has been, the problem of man-eater uh, tigers. Oh, so yeah. I think that's kind of the source of this cryptozoola. You know, humans. It's, we like to tell telltales.
0: That's a pretty rogue issue, right? Like that's a very like get struck by lightning kind of odds thing, like the man eating uh,
2: tiger.
1: I don't know what the odds are uh, or what, what the odds were, but that's I feel like it's interesting... mostly mythological. I, I I don't know. I just kind of want to back the tiger on this one. Well, you know you that know there's. I
2: mean?
1: <laughs> well, you know that there's those masks that I know in certain areas of India that they wear, where they wear a mask on the back of their head. Because the tiger will only attack from behind, so if it sees a face, it'll try and get around. But if it sees another face, and then it's like, "Oh shit, that human has two faces." I'm leaving.
0: Man, I'm trying to learn a lot more about India, like that part of the world. Like I yeah. know about the monsoons and stuff now, and how that affects like the world economy so much. And like, oh yeah, and the big color event they do, which <laughs> I forget the name escapes me right now, but it's very beautiful. I I really don't know very much about the
1: world other than what I've Netflixed up. Well, unfortunately for you, this is a show by D and D, not the world. Yeah, So let's go back to D&D. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's, a, that's definitely more on brand. So the D&D version of the Manticore is pretty close to the original with the exception of the added bat wings nice. and, and or dragon wings. Like It's debatable. They are depicted as giant lion-bodied creatures with bat or dragon-like wings and a tail that ends in a mass of deadly spikes.
0: I mean, you got to keep the bat wings right because they're not really doing bat stuff until you get to like devils and demons, right? Yeah. Um, like in this game, I guess so. Yeah. I I don't see a lot of cool. Like you got the man bat from Batman. Like Mm -hmm. that's a good one. This kind of reminds me of that plus a lion. That's really
1: good. It is really good. Some
0: evil shit. Keep those bat wings.
1: It's head is described as mannish, part human, part lion. Um, if you look at the five monster manual, there's a really good depiction of exactly what that looks like. Yeah. It's actually open on the table right next to us. And it And it, it looks real good.
0: It looks like you could take the head off and put it like on a Muppet. Yeah, kind of. And it's one of the grimier-looking Muppets. So puppets. its
1: gigantic mouth is lined with three rows of razor-sharp teeth, like that of a like great a shark. white shark. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Its mane and back are also said to be lined with spines Ooh. that may or may not be poisonous. Uh,
0: like a lionfish. Uh, so the the that would be cool if the jaw, like, extended like a shark's. Mm-hmm. You know how mm-hmm. it, like, pops out of place yeah. to, like, snap. Yeah. Fun times. Plus, <laughs> sure. you know, straight okay. off the ground.
1: So when it comes to the origins of the manticore, only 4E provides any type of information. And since we know 4E pretty much has its own uh, canon independent of everything else, you can make of it what you will. But 4E posits that devils had a hand in the creation of manticores, specifically a powerful devil named Alokis, the Butcher of Nessus. Uh, he supposedly ran experiments that weave together the flesh of men, lions, and bats. Um, it is said that many manticores could be found in service of devils in the Nine Hells. Hmm. <clears throat> and manticores do have lawful evil nature, that is canonical, so Okay. Yeah. They're just looking around
0: like what do I got a lot of extra parts of? <laughs> right. Man Basically. Lion Bats.
1: Indeed. All right. So although quite a bit more intelligent than the Chimeras, manticores are just as much the brutish, violent and wild beasts. Uh, they carve out territories in rural badlands and rocky hills where they hunt for uh, where they hunt far and wide for prey. They operate mostly on their killer instinct and hateful emotions. Um, They just, they're full of hate, apparently. Right on. Though many operate in solitude, manticores do have a reputation for living in hunting groups called prides. So they are much more likely to be in a group than, say, a chimera. I would say it's like, probably with manticores, it's probably like 60% are in prides, while 40% are solitary. With chimeras, it's more like 90% are solitary and 10% are in prides.
0: Okay, that's
1: cool. For whatever those percentages are worth. Um, yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, though their intelligence is quite limited, manticores do possess a malevolent cunning and even the ability to speak, albeit quite crudely. Um, <laughs> much like ogres, manticores have short tempers paired with a limited ability to reason. And it's a combination which can make a conversation with one, um, presuming you could actually get one to actually talk to you. Yeah, they don't look um, like
0: they have like much for lips and like trying to get... Uh, sound, words out of that sound waves pass all the peace Sure, man. it's really gonna break up all, all the frequencies
1: but presuming you do get one to talk to you that conversation is essentially a minefield to walk through because... sounds like this <laughs> please don't do that on this show ever again
0: but I really want to okay Oh, okay it's fine
1: so magic cards are easily offended and enraged when spoken to about or in concepts jokes innuendos riddles that they don't understand like you got to speak simply to them or they're going to get mad and eat you i mean they're probably going to get mad and eat you anyways but that's a sure way to make it happen
0: <laughs> okay i'm trying yeah. really hard not to do the voice
1: <laughs> you can do it one more time
0: i'm really mad about the riddle you said what are you trying to confuse me i'm oh.
1: Manny, Manny the Manticore. <laughs> Manny the Manticore. Okay. He's, a, he's a real he's a a girl character. winner. Okay, so the lawful <laughs> nature of manticores is not really elaborated upon except for the fact that they do seem to have a sort of affinity for serving wicked masters loyally. Um, this can pretty much be any creature that is stronger and or smarter than it that's also willing to regularly feed it.
0: Yeah, you throw it. You throw it a treat.
1: Thank you, master. <laughs>
0: oh God, oh, no. no!
1: You're turning into Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's um, it. I'm I'm done with it. So, like, you'll you'll commonly see manticores in the service of like orcs or hobgoblins, hill giants, evil wizards, etc. That's like orc, orcs are riding on its their backs. That's like, yeah, fun, you could see. I like, could see funky that Funky Kong style with their yeah. sandals. I think I once ran a campaign where like this orc warlord came like riding, fl- flying through the air in a manticore. That was fun. Oh, my gosh. That was fun. So in the wild, manticores are apex predators that dominate their territory, and their major territorial rivals include Chimera, Griffins, Peritons, and Wyverns. Um, Of course, it is a far greater creature. uh, Of course, if a far greater creature such as a dragon shows up, all bets are off. Um, They're screwed. Okay. (laughs) Though chromatic dragons may find a use uh, to taming manticores, so you'll see that as well, where a dragon might tame a manticore, keep it in its lair. Okay. Moving say, on. Wait, wait. Yeah, what? I thought you were I must have say missed something it. there. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. When it comes to food, <laughs> manticores are voracious carnivores who will eat most any creature, but it's said that they favor human flesh above all things. Ooh. Good. Uh, this seems to be a direct holdover from the in real life mythos of manticore meaning Man the eater. That being said, any questions about manticores before I uh, go over stat block? It, they're scary. You know how uh, they are scary. Like, like yeah.
0: the eagle or like a, a bird of prey will grab you with talons in like the lower quadrant of their body? Yeah. This one <laughs> looks like it'll just bear hug you from the sky with, oh, the, front, yeah. with the front end.
1: Or it'll just grab you with this massive mouth. Yeah, My dude. God, look that, at those teeth. That snapping uh, great wide action. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So the manticore is quite a bit weaker than the chimera. Um, it's only challenge rating three. So okay. about half as weak. Um, yeah like an orc can maintain control over it it can't be super duper strong no one's doing that to a chimera unless they're a really high level character um so it's a large monstrosity it's considered be lawful evil it's got a 14 armor class 68 hp 17 strength 16 dex 17 con seven intelligence so more than twice as smart as a chimera (laughs) um and seven points smarter than a rock uh 12 wisdom eight charisma Let's see. It has tail spike regrowth. The manticore has twenty-four tail spikes. Uh, use spikes regrow when the manticore finishes a long rest, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Multi attack. It's got a bite and claw, and it'll make three attacks: um, one with its bite, two with its claw, or three with its tail spikes, which are ranged, by the way.
0: Oh shoot! Really? They yeah, can like can shoot fire the those motherfuckers out? off. Wow. Yeah.
1: wow. So tail spike, ranged weapon attack, plus five to hit, range 100 to 200 feet. My God.
0: That's pretty far. Uh,
1: That is really far. But they don't do a lot of damage. Only 1d8 plus three piercing damage, which makes sense, unless they're poisonous. Um, I mean, it's just a quill that's going to get in you and be really uncomfortable. They took a monster feat called Spine Sniper. Indeed.
0: (laughs) Um, Which of these monsters do you think is superior?
1: Oh, Chimera by far. Chimera could probably take two manticores at once easy.
0: But that's in a straight up battle. Do you yeah, think, like, definitely. like their utility to humanoid races is in favor of the manticore? Oh, yeah. Of if you want one for, one
1: for a mount, you want the manticore because the manticore can fly better, can fight mid flight, and it's smart enough to be trained to do things.
0: But, well, that's, I mean,
1: if you're powerful enough to subjugate either, you would take the Chimera, right? maybe not because it it just depends on the situation but if you like for a mount is what i keep thinking of you don't want the chimera they fly like shit you want something kind of intelligent yeah. to help you navigate and they're super not smart chimera. so yeah, yeah. chimera is something that you put in a room to keep other people out
0: like the three-headed dog and harry potter
1: yeah or like the chimera from gauntlet dark legacy <laughs>
0: or, or or like another chimera that yeah. they literally oh, did oh, that shit. with yes exactly <laughs> Okay.
1: Any other questions about manticores? Because we, we went back to talking about chimeras.
0: Well, I, I went into a, a spiraling, a
1: downward spiraling comparison of the two.
0: Um, okay. So
1: that sounds like it's time we take a long rest. Yeah. But before we do that, <laughs> what do we want to talk to the audience about, Brian?
0: Um, you know what? You guys are really cool. Kate. I don't think we tell you guys it's that we, enough.
1: We don't, even though we do kind of tell them. Well, we tell them every rest. episode. But
0: thank you for sure. leaving uh, feedback, like uh, critiques of the show. That Indeed. helps us improve. Um, it does. So when you leave a YouTube comment and, you, and you're pointing out something, um, I mean, it's always nice when people are tasteful about it right. and they're not just like hate bashing. Uh, but yeah. like we really do appreciate those those types of critiques because we use them to improve. So um, uh, honest opinions are are welcome here. Uh, thank you guys so much for y- doing that a lot of a lot of you do that and we do implement those things in the show as best we can um i think uh we should thank people in our discord Um, if you want to interact with uh will and i um or with the awesome people in our discord (laughs) yeah we try we try to foster a very positive community Mm -hmm. and we try to make the show a safe space for newbies Mm -hmm. um Mm especially uh, but veteran players are always welcome there are people in there looking for games there are people in there looking to have conversations about general topics Um, there's a discussion about dungeon cast uh, productions like super quest saga Mm -hmm. and the dungeon cast itself where people talk about the episodes that have just happened so if you're Trying to avoid spoilers, that might not be the best place yet. That's true. But that's true. Um, eventually, yeah, definitely get in there. Um,
1: and the link for that is in the description. So.
0: Yeah. So thank thank you guys. Um, we're uh, nearly, I think, 800 members strong at the yeah, time of this recording. Uh, it's really grown and blossomed into an incredible place. It's always been a great place. Um, thank you so much to our admins and mods that help make it what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Will and I couldn't possibly maintain Mm -hmm. that on our own. So without you guys, it wouldn't be possible to have that type of community. Um, if you're looking for a safe space to talk D and D or role playing games, or if you're just going to jump into our off topic channel and, you know, talk about your day, that's all stuff that goes on in our discord. So please come talk to us and be a part of the show. With that being said, we're going to call
1: it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye.